Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to this Monday episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. So happy to be here with you today. Christmas is this week. Is that exciting or what? I know I'm thrilled. I think I've been tracking the the delivery of the packages uh, containing presents I've purchased thus far, and I think the last one arrived just yesterday. I think it arrived. I have to check my mailbox and make sure it's in there, but I think I'm done. I think I, I pulled it off. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. I have one more stop to make. And I was about to say it here on the air, but uh, the recipient of that gift may be listening. I have one last stop to make. How are you doing thus far? You ready for Christmas? Are you ready to trade gifts? Are you ready to do things this year in, well, an unconventional way? You got the Zoom conference all set up and fired up. You have the, the time reserved. You spread the word with family. We're sorting all that out ourselves. Anyway, it's an exciting week. Uh, a partial week for many of us. We're, we're working the next few days, and then if we're lucky, a few days off. That'll be the case for me. I'll be on the air here today and tomorrow, and then I'll be taking the remainder of the week off. I'll see you back here next Monday, of course. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have a lot to talk about. It was uh, just yesterday evening that I saw my uh, cell phone come into light with alerts originating in Washington, D.C. as House and Senate leadership, the big four, they call them, uh, got together and uh, ultimately came to what we can now understand to be an agreement regarding not only government funding, what's that, $1.4 trillion some odd dollars to get us through uh, next year, plus, and this was the issue being debated so hotly for uh, some time now, $900 billion in coronavirus aid. $900 billion in coronavirus aid. Now, we're going to get into the details in just a moment uh, regarding what's contained within that $900 billion package of coronavirus uh, aid. And you can call it uh, you can call it whatever you want. Uh, Senator Romney calls it a relief package. Uh, others call it a rescue package or a, a stimulus bill. Uh, d- depending on your attitude is probably going to shape uh, the word you choose to describe. But, w- but whatever the case is, uh, for everyone, it totals $900 billion. Uh, and it contains, well, we'll get into what it contains in just a moment. Uh, but I have a, a fundamental question to ask of you. And I, I'd like to hear what you have to say. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. As you maybe awoke this morning or went to bed last night with the knowledge that a deal had been struck in Congress for continuing government funding throughout the next year, or at least getting us through, uh, what is it, September 30th of next year, and also... And also, a $900 billion coronavirus aid package was your reaction that we should...
praise Congress for having reached a deal or condemning them for it taking so long? Should we look today to Congress and say, hey, thanks, job well done, way to go? Or should our reaction be, what the heck took so long? What the, this coronavirus deal, it's been around for a little bit, you know? <laughs> we've been we've been social distancing for some time now. People have been out of work for some time now. There has been an atypically high reliance on unemployment insurance for some time now. There have been challenges posed to small business owners when it comes to paying for salaries and keeping payroll up for some time now. 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. We're going to get into the details of the bill in just a moment, uh, specifically the, the $600 in direct payments that uh, Americans uh, should be seeing come next week. We heard from Treasury Secretary Mnuchin saying that the checks will be sent out next week. Now, it might be a little quicker than that for those uh, who, who receive uh, via direct, direct deposit. Uh, but $600 is, what, is what's coming. But then who exactly will receive that? The criteria is a bit different when you compare what has been agreed to right now to the criteria behind the $1,200 direct payment, which was sent out after the first relief package. We'll get into that in just a moment, and I'll ask you uh, if you have any plans yet on how to spend your $600. We'll also look at how Americans actually spent the $1,200 when the intention was to stimulate the economy, uh, to to kick things into to high gear, get money moving around, uh, where did that money actually go? I'll share with you some fascinating data uh, coming up. But first, let's hear from uh, those four leaders who uh, should today either deserve the credit for getting the job done or the condemnation for letting it take so long. Starting with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, she addressed the House floor this past weekend on this relief plan. It is a good bipartisan bill. Uh, It does, as different from bills that have been proposed on the Senate side by the Republican leader, it does things that his bill never did, and that is it addresses the food needs of the American people, Now, on the other side of the aisle and on the other side of the Capitol, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell took to the floor and talked about uh, the the very same deal. We can finally report what our nation has needed to hear for a very long time. More help is on the way. Moments ago, in consultation with our committees, the four leaders of the Senate and the House finalized an agreement. There'll be another major rescue package for the American people. As our citizens continue battling this coronavirus, this holiday season, they will not be fighting alone. McConnell talked to uh, from the floor of the Senate. This is just yesterday. He talked about uh, the checks going to, to families that need it. Here's how he characterized that. So at the particular request and emphasis of President Trump and his administration, our agreement will provide another round of direct impact payments to help households make ends meet and continue our economic recovery. Uh, Chuck Schumer here, Senate Minority Leader, had this to say real quick, and then I'm going to go to the text line. This bill is far from perfect, nor is it the bill that we would pass if Democrats had a majority in the Senate. It is a strong shot in the arm to help American families weather the storm. 
Uh, Before we go to break, let me share one text message here. I asked the question, fundamentally, should we praise Congress for uh, reaching a deal or should we condemn them for allowing it to take so long? Here's an interesting question or an interesting response to that question. It it reads, uh, shame on them. This coming from a texter. Shame on them. Jerks playing politics. Then the question, why are you guys so nice to our congressmen when they come uh, on the show? Weak. Now, that's a debate that we can have another day, you know, whether or not we're too nice or I'm too nice to folks. But let me point out something that stems from, uh, you know, both my experience in Washington, specifically in Congress, uh, working as a congressional aide on the House side of things, and also some of the conversations that we have had with our members of Congress as these uh, negotiations have taken place. And it is, and you heard that, you heard that from Mitch McConnell when he talked about the four leaders in Congress. Our congressmen and most members of Congress throughout the country have not had access to the bill until literally moments ago. And uh, a rank-and-file member of Congress doesn't have the ability to negotiate at this level when the leadership, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Minority Leader uh, McCarthy, and then on the Senate side, uh, Schumer and McConnell, when, when they take upon themselves the sole ability to negotiate that, it really does end up leaving many other members of Congress out in the dark. And that's an unfortunate thing. It is a concentration of power, and it may lead to uh, some groups not being taken care of or uh, maybe other groups being taken care of a little more than they ought to be. But uh, the, the reality is this was a negotiation that took place amongst four people. And the rest of the Congress uh, has been informed of what they decided uh, just here today. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, I want to talk to you specifically about the $600 direct payment checks. That's one of the elements that has been agreed upon, uh, and it's predicted, predicted that it'll pass the House and the Senate here today. It's not over till it's over. How will you spend your money next on Live Mike? I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. I think it's live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. I think. I, I, listen, in the grand scheme of things, just a year in thus far is not that long in talk radio terms. All right? So I, I understand. I understand. I'm often confused with Boyd Matheson. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding you. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us today here on the program. A lot of ground to cover thus far. We have just a, uh, about two hours left to go. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, it was late last night that the House and Senate leadership uh, came together. That sounds maybe more positive than it ought to be. Uh, they came together and ultimately agreed upon uh, really two things. They agreed upon terms for the relief package or the stimulus package or the rescue package, however you decide to term it. If you're in uh, Camp Romney, you call it a relief package. Uh, and if you are, say, uh, in the McCarthy camp, it's a stimulus. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, whatever you call it, it is a big chunk of money, about $900 billion worth of it, aimed to help uh, stimulate, relieve, or rescue the economy, addressing all sorts of corners of the economy. There are some areas, there are some areas where agreement was not able to be reached and it is left out of the bill. That 
specifically is in terms of uh, cities and states. There will be no direct payments or bailouts for cities and states. That was something that uh, Democrats very much wanted. Uh, Republicans were very much opposed to it. Some uh, more liberal-leaning cities and states throughout our uh, country have found themselves on some tough times uh, due to, at least in the Republican view, uh, unwise management in the midst of the uh, coronavirus. And Republicans didn't want those uh, more liberal areas to be rewarded for that or to be bailed out. Uh, on the other hand, there was something that Republicans very much wanted, which uh, has been left out of the package, and that is protections from litigation. If you are an employer and uh, some of your employees uh, you know, contract the coronavirus while on the job or there are other circumstances, uh, the Republicans wanted there to be a certain measure of protection for those uh, business owners and for those employers. Well, uh, Democrats not so fond of that, and thusly it was left out of the bill. What has been left in this compromise bill, though, uh, is the $300 of supplemental unemployment insurance. That's a weekly figure. So if you are on the receiving end of uh, unemployment insurance, uh, once this deal all goes through and the dust settles, you'll be on the receiving end of 300 additional dollars. Now that's half the 600 that was that was received earlier in the pandemic. The reason for the reduced amount, as I have spoken to lawmakers and tried to get a sense of uh, you know what thinking, what thought process has gone behind the decision to leave it at 300. Well, it, pretty simple. You don't want you don't want the compensation coming from the government to be greater than what is able to be received in the workplace. I can remember some conversations with business owners earlier this year where due to the $600 weekly added on top of state unemployment insurance by the federal government, if you take that all and you compare it to the typical earnings of someone, th- th- there, were, there were many, many instances where not working ended up being more profitable than reporting to work. And so some of the furloughed folks, some of those who had been laid off and found themselves on the receiving end of things, once things picked back up a little bit, maybe due to PPP or natural uh, marketplace fluctuations, when the employer called back to uh, you know, the furloughed or laid off employee and said, hey, uh, listen, we've got, we've got a spot for you again. You know, I can offer you a paycheck again. Some of those responses by those uh, former employees were, eh, no, I'm good, eh, I'm good, eh, meh, 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 meh. I'm good, sorry, I got to stay unemployed. In an effort to uh, do away with that scenario and that temptation, uh, the number has been greatly reduced, in half, in fact. Uh, and so that's that on the unemployment front. On the direct payment front, $600. $600 uh, per individual, 1200 for a married couple filing jointly, plus uh, some money for dependent children. I think I think that value, and I apologize, uh, let me double check here. Yeah, $500. for each dependent child under uh, 17 years of age. Now, who who qualifies for this round of direct payments? It's going to be a little bit different than it was last time. A little bit different than it was last time during the CARES Act. Then, during the CARES Act, uh, if you were an individual making under, I think, 99000 annual plus 198 annual for couples, 
uh, you qualified for the twelve hundred per person. Now, six hundred dollars is the number, and single people earning up to seventy five thousand dollars, up to seventy five thousand dollars, will receive six hundred dollars. While married couples earning up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars will receive twelve hundred. That is uh, exactly half of what was paid out uh, last time. And uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I think I said $500 for each dependent child. It's $600. I, I misspoke. I apologize. $600 for each dependent child. Uh, now, my question very basically, what do you intend to do with your check? What do you intend to do with your check? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear what you have to say uh, because we have some data that looks back on how Americans spent their $1,200 stimulus check. If you were guessing, if you were guessing, you might, you might say that it's food, housing, utilities, personal care. But you'd only be partially correct. Uh, Forbes looked at uh, some of the data revealed uh, and collected and tabulated by the New York Federal Reserve Turns out that only 29% of Americans spent their stimulus checks on consumption. That being the big hopes of lawmakers and policymakers, that we would spend it in a way that uh, you know, got money moving, that uh, put money very quickly into the, the cycle of buying and spending. But get this, only 29% of Americans spent their stimulus checks on consumption. Savings. How many Americans on the receiving end of that $1,200 stimulus check first go-around saved that money? 36%. 36%. And then similar to that, uh, those who used that money to pay down debt, 35%. That's all well and good for the individual. But as the stimulus checks were intended to stimulate the economy, the big macro look at things is that Uh, It is most effective for the overall economy, of course, uh, for it to be moving around, spent at local businesses or spent uh, at retailers or wherever, but spent. And sure, uh, very, very good, very, very good for those who are able to save it and pay down some debt. That's wonderful for the individual economy. And I'm anxious to see how things have changed, uh, how things are now uh, different, how financial stresses are different. We'll see if this breakdown of the usage of that federal money differs. Checks sent out next week. That's the uh, promise handed down by Secretary of the Treasury Mnuchin. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, Send me a text message, 57500, to the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, What do you intend to do with uh, your check when it comes? Text message is already rolling in. Finish installing a lift to make our home accessible. Okay, very good. Another texture says, I'll put it in savings because I expect this to get worse as the next year goes on. Man, probably pay off bills from Christmas, another texture says. How about you? 57500. Let me know. Quick break. When we return, we're going to roll back the calendar a little bit. You know, I like to talk about the lessons learned during the Spanish flu. Well, there are more lessons specifically about the Christmas season. How the Spanish flu prepare us Americans today to combat coronavirus this Christmas season? I'll tell you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. 
But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.